I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. We are talking belly bloat. We are talking kitchen staples. We are talking uh, pantry swaps today. So I think hopefully you'll uh, walk away with some helpful tips and tricks on uh, how to sift through your kitchen and your pantry and make some healthier decisions. We're going to the holidays, so everyone is um, prepping for that weight loss season that comes around the corner. And so hopefully uh, my guest Leanne will uh, be able to help us with that. So before I bring Leanne Ribikov on, I wanna give you a little background about her and her expertise. uh, So that way you can trust every single thing that she's gonna share with us today. So Leanne is a board certified functional medicine health coach and a mom of two. She works with overwhelmed, busy moms to help them heal their digestive health issues, regain their energy, and feel more confident regarding health and wellness. Through her personalized approach, she coaches moms one-on-one covering all aspects of their life from nutrition, movement, sleep, and stress. She is an expert when it comes to having a healthy pantry. Sometimes that belly bloat is inflammation from eating the wrong food. So after six weeks with her clients, she has empowered them to show up for themselves and feel great in their bodies while still caring for their families. Please welcome Leanne Ribikov to the show. How are you? Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. Excellent. No, it's, um, it's a gloomy day here in Austin. Where are you hailing from? I'm in New York and it's actually a really gloomy day here as well. I think we're going to have a a big downpour at some point oh, today. It's a rainy, rainy day. It's November uh, at the time of this recording. So, you know, we have to have those days to remind us of all the sunny ones that we that we get. But before we um uh, jump in, I have an icebreaker question for you. Okay. Okay. And that is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That's a good question. So Cookie memory, probably different than current cookie. I have a cookie I'm obsessed with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this tahini chocolate chip cookie that I get at a local coffee shop. And it's gluten-free and vegan. That's I'm not actually gluten-free or vegan, but I tend to really like vegan baked goods because they tend to use like coconut and cashew in place of butter and dairy. Um, and it's, it's just so delicious. It's got these huge chocolate chips in it. It's, it's so good. It's my favorite. It's at this cute little um, coffee shop called Octavia's on Court Street in case anyone's from New York listening to this. <laughs> and they serve their co- coffee with a pink lid. So, I mean, it's just like, oh, cute. and the cookie's, cookie's amazing. It's like the best cookie. I'm now talking about it and we'll probably have to get one immediately after this. Uh, no, I, I think tahini <laughs> is also making its big comeback. I think it's always yes. been around, but I've noticed a lot of things have mm-hmm. had that in there. Yeah. It's like sunflower butter. Like it's just overlooked. It's, it's amazing. It's got such is good that nuttiness. Really all too. It is? Is that, that's, that's all oh no. Is. Well, tahini is actually sesame seed butter. Okay. I would say right. it's like the same idea as like peanut butter, almond butter. 
Um, but I was saying alongside with tahini, um, I think like sunflower butter is one of those like oh, I agree. underestimate underestimated pantry items. They they serve that at preschools that are nut free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I had to get some. Um, my daughter had to couldn't bring nuts to school last year because of a, a classmate, and so I picked that up. I like it. My kids were like dreading it all. It's like oh, gross. I'm like. It's really good. <laughs> I think it's so good. And especially with some sliced bananas on top. It's so good. I don't know if the kids would like that, but it's one of my favorite. Depends on which child you're talking about. Some of my kids, one of my kids loves, eats really snacks, I should say, health, healthy. And my middle, she likes more veggies and she does fruit. And then my youngest, he's like a mixed bag. Um, He's five still, so he's developing, but uh, his, his taste buds. So, um, and how old are your kids? Mine are five as well and seven. Oh, so, there two. you go. I have a seven-year-old yes. and a nine-year-old uh, coming soon, actually. Oh, uh, I think we're at a good age. It yeah. seems like this is like a good time, you know, and like we no longer have to schlep tons of stuff around and they're kind of self-sufficient all of a sudden, like doing things for themselves grabbing their own snacks you know yes yes yeah you know also you know all the toys that you have to try to remember to don't leave behind so it's more they're sharing their stuff with them because they want it but um that's a great segue into our conversation because my pantry is very organized it has like the snack level and it has and I I don't keep I try not to keep any cardboard boxes. I just try to, anything I could take out, I put in these like little shelves for them to be able to see that way I can see if I'm running low and then I have backstock on the top. Um, so typically I keep like goldfish and applesauce pouches. And I have a whole thing of just any kind of bar that I grab or they eat. So lots of things that they could, and they walk in and know that that's what they need. So, uh, we're talking about pantry and pantry swaps. What does your pantry look like when it comes to at least your kids' snacks right now? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a nut job when it comes to my like snacks. <laughs> um, as far as my kids' snacks, because I pack them snacks every day for school, the things that I have for them, there's these bars that are called That's It, and they have just the fruit in it. So like there's mango or apple. They seem to like those. Um, popcorn's a big one. I, there's not all brands are created equal. And we'll, this is where maybe we'll talk about ingredients and our pantry. Um, but I really love lesser evil as the brand of popcorn that we buy. Um, so I'll give them in their snack bag, always like cut up apples. I'll give them some popcorn or chips, but there's a few brands that I prefer over others as well. Um, I'll give them the, that, that's it bar. We really love these little pouches of olives that I get at Trader Joe's. It's great snack, good, healthy fat for them. Um, they also, my daughter likes seaweed. My son used to, he doesn't like it anymore, but like a seaweed snack also not all are created equal. We'll talk about maybe the ingredients in those. Um, those are like their snacks that they'll get pretty much every day for school. And then we have some bonus, like special snacks that are at home for like once in a while. So like alongside of like the goldfish, instead of goldfish, I'd buy um, Annie's organic, still have ingredients. Yeah. The bunnies, it still doesn't really check off like with me as far as being a clean product, but you know, we do the best we can. Um, Sometimes they really like, 
<laughs> close enough. Sometimes they like those meat sticks, like the grass fed beef oh, like, yeah. meat sticks they like. Um, I'm okay with those once in a while. Um, yeah, so those are pretty much kind of what we're we're keeping in our pantry. And then like lots of nuts and seeds. They do love nuts because they grew up eating them like just like roasted or raw mixed nuts they'll eat as well. Oh yeah. And I think most of my kids, um, I'm, I have lots of nuts. I have a whole section of just nuts in my pantry of every kind of nut. And, um, I like to use those on my, my overnight oats or I'll just grab them to eat as a snack. Um, and overall, um, I don't have a lot of processed stuff. The kids are difficult, uh, just because I was on a lot of those, like the bunnies and the, like the, those purple box products for a while. Um, but then it dropped off. Like they don't like them anymore. And then they want to go back to the regular stuff. So kids uh, change quite a bit. So what uh, kind of swaps would you make out? Like I just named a couple in my pantry. I know a lot of listeners probably have that same exact stuff for their kids, which, Hey, that's a normal, those are normal things. I'm like, I have no shame in my game. Like is what it is. We do our best moms. And if you're going to eat it at, you know, I don't want you to come home and ravage the pantry when you come home either. Cause I'm trying to make dinner. So what do you um, recommend? Uh, where do we start? Well, you know, I actually tend to work more with moms than the kids, but it kind of spills over because sure. when moms start to stock different things and pay attention to the things that we like talk about in our sessions, um, it spills over into the stuff that they're buying for their kids as well. But the reason I like to focus on the pantry when I am working with moms, because a lot of moms have digestive health issues and bloating. I mean, not everybody, right? But like, or they might have brain fog or they might have fatigue. And besides other lifestyle changes that we do always cover, the pantry really plays a big role. And I have a, a huge resource, which we could share where I kind of make suggestions for every possible category of things to swap for. So like, you know, best salad dressings, best cereals, best snack bars, best protein bars, best protein powders, like all these different things. Yeah. Because I've sourced them myself. I've just vetted everything. I look at every ingredient and it matters because if we're talking about kids, it's a, it's a little bit of a tough subject because we yeah. are all doing, it's, we're just, we're all doing our best. Right. And we, sometimes we just need to succumb to like, whatever we have, that's, what's going on. They need a snack. We need to breathe. It's not, it's not going to hurt them unless they have an allergy. Um, we talked with, yes. um, Jennifer with kids eating color on, on the podcast before, and she's genius when it comes to picky eating. And, uh, she's like, you know what, sometimes if you just have to, you just have to, you know, um, to, to start slow. Um, so how about for the moms then? Cause I, I agree when, um, I was health coaching, I noticed that when I was making stuff, it, that's what I was eating or preparing. And that's what the kids were going to have to eat, and, you know, eat cause they're younger. Um, and so it really does make a difference and, uh, belly bloat at least is linked to, stress and all those things. Right. But gluten, dairy, sometimes if you have a sensitivity to it. So it's typically the first thing that we pull from our diets along with sugar. Is that okay. something that you're seeing also without, because there's a lot of gluten in our snacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when I work one-on-one, -on -one, I do a really like comprehensive intake. So I'll take a look at everything, all the symptoms, your like day-to-day -day life through like a eight page intake form, like and a three-day food journal. And I'll kind of connect the dots about like what could be the problem. I'm not a physician, but 
it comes kind of, it's working directly with the woman to see where they're feeling bloated, when they're feeling bloated. Is it all day? Is it just in the morning? Is it in the, just in the evening, right? There's so many factors. But in general, sometimes everyone can benefit from paying attention to what's in their food because some of us don't have a gluten sensitivity and there's really no reason to remove it if you don't have it. But there's a difference between not removing gluten and still eating a lot of processed carbohydrates, right? Yes. So those are two yes. very different things. Two because different some, things. I think yes. everyone needs to understand that that is not the same. It's not. So sometimes, our, yeah. It's where the message, the message gets blurred. Exactly. And in fact, because, you know, I, I have functional medicine training and we do focus on gluten and dairy and all and things, you know, histamine, all these different things. What we do find sometimes is that when someone is, let's say, diagnosed with celiac, for example, or a gluten sensitivity, they immediately start buying things that are a gluten-free version of the foods that they used to like to eat. And that could create all sorts of other problems because now you're dealing with a lot of inflammation and that comes from the ingredients that are in our foods. And this is why I like to go to the pantry and talk about different things that might be healthy, like might where you might think that the food is, a, that the food is a healthy item, right? But because of that particular brand's way of making it, it actually becomes counterintuitive and is not healthy and could be the reason that you're feeling inflamed, which could present itself as bloating, brain fog, fatigue, irritability, emotionally roller coastering throughout the day, right? It can really be as simple as just looking at those ingredients. And that's what we like to focus on. So where do we start when we start swapping things? I know that you've got five swaps that you can offer ingredients we can look at. Um, what are the, what, what, where do we start? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. Like what, like what food do we go with first? Yeah. (laughs) I love this because, you know, with, with moms and being a mom myself, I understand that there's like all this pressure to like take care of our kids. You know, we like birth, we carry them, we birth them. We went, we didn't sleep for nights. Some of us are still not sleeping, right? There's so many things that have created the stressor on our bodies. Right. So it's just, it's, when someone is told, okay, you want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to wear button those, button, button up those jeans. You need to go on this like extreme diet. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be an additional stressor. It sometimes just comes down to taking a look at what's in our food. So that's how we make it simple. And one of the places I like to start is like your nut butters. Like a nut butter is a really healthy food, right? Like your almond butter almond butter on toast, almond butter in your oatmeal, almond butter on an apple, or just by the spoonful. But if your almond butter now has palm oil or like any other seed oils, which I could explain more, or like added sugar, those ingredients are now causing inflammation in your body. And that nut butter is not good for you anymore. So let's say for example, like a peanut butter or an almond butter, it should be just the nut. It should just be an almond or it should just be peanuts. Most of sometimes, and I would say 75% of brands put some kind of a seed oil. So a seed oil is like canola oil, sunflower oil, palm oil, grapeseed oil, these seed oils that cause incredible inflammation in our bodies. So you got to pay attention to that. Sometimes they add sugar. The reason they add the oil is because 
it keeps the nut butter smooth. So if you look at some brands where it's really smooth and you don't have to even give it a stir, it definitely has some of those ingredients you don't want in there. All you want in your nut butter. From the the nuts, because the nuts have enough oil in itself, right? They always also say, um, if you're finding like nuts on the, on the nutrition packet to make sure that it's with its own nut oil, like cat, like what almond or peanuts, like peanut oil, like the peanut. Well, actually right? you don't or want peanut, peanut oil, but is that right. correct? <laughs> you don't, they, they, it shouldn't even be an ingredient. Like in a nut butter, in a nut butter. the only, in a nut butter, the only ingredient should be the nut. Like the, the nut itself, when it becomes the butter, it's like thinking about butter, right? Like you don't add butter to butter to make butter. <laughs> like yeah. It's just, it's butter. Yeah. So an almond butter is kind of the same thing. The, when they grind down the almonds, it becomes a butter. There's no need. And the reason that people kind of like the ones where they add those seed oils is because a nut butter that is just the nut itself could sometimes separate. So when you look at the jar, the oil could be on top. All you have to do, it's not that, it's, it's flip the bot, make sure it's tight, you know, tightly sealed, flip it upside down, let it sit for a little and the oil will reabsorb. You don't want to be buying those nut butters with all the palm oil and sugar. And now this kind of spills over into our kids' snacks, right? So if you're making your child a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like what's in the peanut butter? Do you want your kid to be having extra sugar or those oils? And simultaneously, these oils and these sugars could be making you feel bloated and inflamed. Yeah. I keep so my that's one place to start. When I, when I open it, I'll stir it, turn it upside sure. down, and then I'll put it in the fridge and it usually firms it up a little bit more. I don't know if that's a big no-no or not, but you know, if, if I need, and then you turn it upside down, that's a really great trick. Yeah. I don't actually keep my nut butters in the fridge. I don't like them getting hard, but no, I, I know sometimes it says only when yeah. I, when I want to firm it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Especially if like, if you're baking with it or what, if you're making little ball, like, you know, peanut butter balls covered in chocolate, then you want right. them to be hard. It's a good idea. Are there, good are there idea. any brands of nut butters you can offer and where do oh, we yeah. and do we spend more money getting them? You don't have to spend more money. Um, I include all this in that resource, but some of the things just, if you're shopping at Costco, Kirkland brand has an almond butter that's organic. It's so good. It's just the almond. Um, Trader Joe's has peanut butter. That is just the peanut. So you get the crunchy, I think it's called Valencia. It's the Valencia peanuts, but it's organic, um, crunchy peanut butter. And it's doesn't have just check the ingredients. Make sure that one is the one that has no added ingredients in it. Um, and there's, they have the salted and not salted. Of course, I prefer not salted. You could always add your own salt. Um, there's a brand called Nutso. It is a little bit ex- pricey, but I, it's just delicious. It's um, a combination of different nuts and seeds. And it's, yeah, they, that was really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, Trader Joe's has their own variety or used to have their own variety of that as well. Um, so those would be like, you know, if you shop at Costco, if you shop at um, Trader Joe's, you do want to be really careful when you're shopping. I hate to say this at Whole Foods because a lot of their stuff has added junk in it. Yeah. So sorry, sorry to disappoint. Hopefully, hopefully no one from Whole Foods is listening to this. Well, no, I mean, I think too, like we have to look at ourselves. We have to also, um, advocate for ourselves. We can't just take 
someone's word for it because the packaging looks nice and healthy and pretty. I mean, that's a whole nother topic because just because it looks healthy on the packaging, because that is marketing. <laughs> it's good marketing yeah. to get you to buy it because of the, the culture that we're living in where everyone's trying to be healthy and conscious, uh, but they'll slip a bin or um, you have to check the ingredients for sure. Um, so what's another then swap? So another big one um, is salad dressings. Like you wouldn't believe I've had, and it's on the topic of seed oils. I had a client who was like really bloated, really healthy. She was eating really well, but she was consuming an extreme amount of seed oils and all the things that she was eating. She took that out and she felt so much better. Like it could be just such a simple change. It doesn't require you to go on like an extreme diet. So um, salad dressings tend to have a lot of junk, like but we could focus on the two simple ones to pay attention to. Again, those seed oils, like sunflower oil. I don't care if it's organic, it's still sunflower oil, soybean oil. Oh my God, soybean oils and everything. Cotton oh. seed oil sometimes in there. Like I said, palm oil. Um, so you want to make sure it's not made with any of those oils. We could talk about what oils are okay Vegetable as well. Oil. Vegetable oil t- is not okay. Um, also, they, they'll have like three different types of sugar in it, like molasses or cane sugar or corn syrup. Oh God, it's like drives me nuts. Um, All these things that don't need to have these yucky ingredients will have it. And then another thing to watch is like gums. Like a lot of gums are put into salad dressing because it's a binder and again, keeps it from separating. But the good news is, is that there are good salad dressings out there. I am a Huge fan of Primal Kitchen. I don't know if anyone's heard of this oh, brand. Yeah. Primal Kitchen is the best. That's they're very the best. Clean. Use olive very oil. Clean. They use olive oil or avocado oil. So you, the good oils are avocado oil, um, olive oil, coconut oil, and if you're if you want to use like a butter, like ghee is okay to cook with as well. Um, there's also flax seed oil, which is technically a seed oil, but flax seed oil is very good for you. It's, and it's never in any ingredients because it's kind of expensive. It also becomes rancid really quickly. You have to keep it in the refrigerator. It's a great fat to make a salad dressing out of, or, um, at least the flax seeds do. Yeah. The flax seeds really like teaspoon. Yeah. It's great for you. It's great for you. And sesame seed oil is okay as well. It's, you know, to use, um, if you're making like a stir fry or like an Asian inspired dish, those would be like the two seeds that are the common seed oils that um, would be okay. Those are never really ingredients in, in food. So no. you want to pay attention to those. So this, so salad dressings would be the next place I would look and like immediately swap out and get something that is, or make your own. You can make your own. You could just do olive oil and vinegar, very simple. Or I have this two ingredient salad dressing that I love. My sister-in-law was the one who shared it with me. It's just Dijon mustard and olive oil whisked together. And it works because a salad dressing is usually a fat, an acid, and like some spices, right? So Dijon mustard already has the spices and the acid. And all you do is just add the olive oil, whisk it together. It will separate because it doesn't have binders. So whisk it, toss your salad with it. It's delicious. You don't have to buy any. Well, you could still buy the dressings you like, but I would just watch the ingredients. And like I said, Primal Kitchen. And I, as well as shares other ones on the resource that has other swaps that you can make for your salad dressing. Yeah. Primal kitchen is great. It's got like that green and white label. It's very easy to find. It's very clean. Um, I'm a big fan of that one as well. Huge Um, craft Poor craft. I'm sorry, craft. (laughs) No God, no craft. craft. 
<laughs> uh, but um, okay, well, so, all right, well, give us one more uh, really, really good one. Uh, maybe, let me think about this, maybe cereal. Cereal, is, is cereal a really good one that you can swap out? There's a lot of brands now, or there's new brands that are coming up where they, I can't remember the name of it. It's like something sugar or sugar bear, or there's one that's out there now that you can um, grab for your kids and stuff. Um, yeah. So cereal is a great one. Um, you have to be so careful with cereal these days because of, again, it comes down to marketing. Yeah. If something is really sweet and doesn't have added sugar, where's the sweetness coming from? Most likely an artificial sweetener or a low calorie sweetener. So there are brands out there that are using like stevia and monk fruit. You don't want to buy those. Like there, there's so many reasons why, and I could go into it if you'd like, but they're not good for you. So there are two brands I like, and it's also, there's also on the resources. So monk fruit is a no-no too, to buy with stuff with monk fruit in it. I'll tell you why my, my personal theory on monk fruit and sweetener. So artificial sweeteners we know are bad for us. Yeah. They are disruptive to our gut, cause all sorts of slew of, pro of problems especially ones like the sugar alcohols, like erythritol. So if you, if I see something that has keto on it and it's a dessert run, like, do not buy that. That is so bad for your stomach. And if you're eating those, like, you know, the halo ice cream and you're wondering why you're getting bloated, it's because there's sugar alcohols in it. So in that category, I'm, I'm, I have a very strong opinion as far as monk fruit and like naturally sourced stevia. Cause it's also like the way the, the sweetener is made. That's very important. My concern is that it actually leads to weight gain, which like nobody wants. And the reason for that is because when you're eating something that tastes really sweet, but it doesn't have calories to back it up, your palate is now registering it as sweet. And your stomach is like, where are those calories you're promising me? So in that moment you feel satisfied, but like a few hours later, your stomach's like, all right, girl, where are those calories? So you start craving more sugar, sweet food, low calorie, sweet, sweet food makes you crave more sweet yep. food. So mm -hmm. that's where it's so important to pay attention to those specific ingredients. If you're trying to watch your weight, you know, I mean, soda is not good for you for so many reasons, but drinking a diet Coke is going to cause more weight gain as opposed to weight yeah. loss. And, and it's also very bad really for you. Crave it. Yeah. yeah. So cereals, there's, there's swaps for cereal. There's two brands I really like, um, seven Sundays and, um, oh my God, what's the other one? Love bird. Those two, they're listed in, on the, the, on the resource. But one other thing that I would, if there's time to share that moms could really pay attention to, which is one of those like overlooked things in our pantry is if you're making smoothies and you're using a protein powder. Yes. And there are so many protein powders out there that are marketed as being healthy and they might have all these digestive enzymes and probiotics and prebiotics and all these things. But what they also have is artificial sweeteners and gums and that all those things are going to be really bad for your gut. And if it's, again, if it's monk fruit or stevia, it could lead to more um, cravings later. So I'm a big fan. I love smoothies. I make a smoothie maybe four to five times a week for breakfast. I love it. It's a great way to like load up on your vegetables and fruit and like get all these weird ingredients that you otherwise wouldn't eat in there. Yeah. Um, but what I, but I also think that it's very important to have protein in the morning because you, it, again, that that's a factor in being hungry later on in the day. Yeah. So I just like to use straight up protein, like a hundred percent hemp protein or a hundred percent pea protein 
or hundred percent these days I'm loving pumpkin seed protein. And I have a whole list of those. Yeah. Not way. And not none of those protein powders that promise to like heal your life (laughs) because they just, especially if it's a flavored protein powder, I've have, at least I haven't found one that's flavored and doesn't have any sort of sweetener in it. So, so these protein powders that you're using don't, don't have any sweetener. You use like they, the fruits and the natural things. So, um, what, so it's just pure plant protein, but it has exactly. no sweetener at all. No sweetener at all. It's just, just hemp seeds. Just, you, you wouldn't use the hemp seeds. Hemp seeds are fine, but you want to use like the concentrated hemp protein powder. So you would get like 20 grams in a serving, as opposed to like, if you just did the scoops of hemp hearts, you wouldn't get as much. Do you, um, add? you can always add those in there. Yeah, totally. It's great. I sprinkle it on things too. It's great sprinkled on avocado toast, but you would use like for a smoothie, like it's just the single ingredient hemp protein or a single ingredient pea protein, preferably organic, single ingredient pumpkin seed protein. There's all sorts of varieties now, but these are plant-based protein powders that deliver on the amount of protein, but also don't have any of those added sweeteners or junky ingredients. What brands would you prefer on that one? Because I know a lot of um, health and wellness coaches listen to uh, this podcast. And so they are always recommending brands to their clients. And so it's always helpful um, to be able to share and where we can find those. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, I don't even know the exact name of the brand because it's just something, but I, I have it linked and I have it in the resource. Oh, great. Like, and linked and linked to the ones I, I there's I'm um, online. I'm assuming. Yeah. I, on Amazon. Yeah. You could buy them on Amazon <laughs> or you could buy them at Whole Foods. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, I just, I have it, I buy it on Amazon. Like the pumpkin seed protein is like a, I think it's like from Germany maybe, but there's so many different brands. Like literally you could just Google pumpkin seed protein powder and not Google, go on Amazon pumpkin seed protein powder. There's so many different ones. Just make sure you double check the ingredients that it's just the pumpkin seed. Just, it should just say pumpkin seeds or pumpkin seed protein. That's it. Do you have an opinion about the collagen peptides? I don't use them because I don't, I, I try, I am not plant. I'm not hundred percent plant-based. I eat fish and sometimes meat. I'm not a big meat eater. I don't know. I just, I'm curious. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not something I use. I think if you wanted to add collagen, I don't see the harm as long as you're buying a good grass fed brand. Like it has to be grass fed. You just, you're, you, you have to consider where this collagen is coming from. Like if it's a beef collagen and they're being fed hormones and all sorts of stuff, you're now drinking that in the morning or whenever I know people put in their coffee. My mom puts in her coffee. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cause it has the protein, but it's not, it's not the same protein as having like a complete, I mean, it doesn't have all the amino acids. Right, it's not a complete protein. and It's not complete protein yet. You want to make sure you're also getting complete proteins. Another good source. Um, it's not a lot, a lot of protein, but it's got a lot of benefits as well as spirulina. I put spirulina in my smoothie every day. Um, it's it's it. so good. I think it tastes amazing. You have to add a date to the smoothie to make it kind of count. It, it doesn't actually make it like taste sweet. It just like balances out the greenery, I would say, I of see. the, yeah, of this, of the spirulina, but I, I think it's great. You don't have to put it in, but I think it tastes delicious. Well, thank you so much for these tips. Um, I know that we have a resource that will be linked in the show notes that has many more swaps. I think that this was, I learned a lot from this conversation. I mean, I, 
I was, you know, coaching health and wellness for a while. And a lot of those concepts always came up. I mean, they were always kind of coming up, but, um, I learned quite a bit, especially about the protein powder. I think that that's very important to know because that's a lot of my go-tos as well, because that's easy to just put in a blender and walk out the door or my kids really like it. Um, my oldest is not, he's a picky eater and he just, he's like, can I have a protein shake? Because it is on the sweeter side. And I put like peanut butter and things like that in, in, in it to, to boost it. Um, so I think that I'm, I learned a lot from you today and I hope our listeners did too. It was great. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. There's many more tips where those came from. I love that. And where can we follow you for those tips? Where can we find you? Um, well, I'm on Instagram sometimes, <laughs> Leanne um, R. Wellness. Uh, my email is leannerybikov at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from any of you with any questions. And my website is leannerybikovwellness.com. Thank you so much, Leanne. This was super educational and helpful. And I really encourage, I will go be picking up that, um, that resource as well. And, uh, I really encourage my listeners to go and, and check it out. I think there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of, uh, information that we get thrown out at, at us, especially with social media and, uh, all these different places that we shop at. And so just tuning down the noise and just being confident, knowing exactly what you're looking for helps so much stress, anxiety, which also causes lots of other problems. And so I think that you um, really helped with that today. So I really appreciate that. And thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you. And I encourage everyone to go grab that resource and if, and reach out to Leanne. If you have any questions, I will probably have more and more questions as I learned quite a bit. And um uh, all the links will be in the show notes and go and uh, follow Leanne. And uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you again for uh, listening to another episode of the Chaos Krispies podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.